literally nobody could have convinced me to not launch that offer. I wouldn't have listened. So it doesn't matter what anyone said. It doesn't matter what anyone told me, predicted, gave me advice, whatever. I was going to do it. And I needed to go on this journey to learn that it wasn't the right fit. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 431. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I have been waiting to record this podcast. To be honest with you guys, I there's some things that I want to share in the podcast that I just know it's not the right time. And I think there's a balance when you share content that you can't share an open wound in the middle of it very productively, right? And so when you're going through something extremely hard, you can share and I'm very like vulnerable and transparent on my social media, you know, about things that are hard or things that I'm going through. So it's not constantly just a highlight reel. But I don't feel like I can accurately show up and share really good content in the middle of hard. And I've been in another season of hard. It seems to be like a thing in the summer that happens to me because it was like this last year too. So I don't know why that is a thing. Um, and I'm not just talking about like business profit and and revenue hard. Last year, that's what it was. This year, it's a little bit different. And I'm going to share some parts about it. But I have made some mistakes. I have been getting my ass kicked. <laughs> to put it lightly, with incredible lessons and growth and challenges and just evolving and transitions. And I felt, honestly, I've had a little bit of a hard time creating content the last three months. And I'd go through phases like where, you know, a couple weeks I was feeling better and then something would happen and, you know, I'm like, I just don't even want to. Like, I just need to almost be more like inwardly self-reflecting and you know if you create content you get it it's really hard at least for me you know I show up I'm the same person on my podcast as I am in person as I am on meetings as I am speaking as I am on a webinar and so I can't not be myself and when I'm feeling off it's really hard to create content and so I felt that the last couple of months because I've just been just going through a lot of growth and lessons and just almost like, you know what I felt like? I felt like it's time to sit down and listen, Emily. That's what I felt like. Like you need it for once. You you can't, not for once, but like you, you, you can't talk here and you can't jump the gun with the solutions like I normally do. You need to take a step back and you need to listen. And that's how I felt. And so I'm ready to talk about it now because I finally, you know, I'm not through it. Well, are you ever through anything? Like it's just to the next level, but I've learned the lessons. I've sat down and listened. I've reflected. I've gotten help. I've gotten feedback. I've listened to team, to clients, to past clients, to friends, to mentors. And I've really processed to the point where I can now listen and I can now reflect and, you know, move on to kind of the phase two. So I have ultimately been rebuilding my company for the last probably 90 days, 
maybe four months, three months, I'd say three months has been a season of where I have felt like I'm completely rebuilding my company. I'm rebuilding it as if I am starting it from the beginning. And there's a few reasons why I had to do that and a few really hard lessons I've had to learn. So one of the biggest things, there's two big things that I've had to learn that I'm that I want to share with you guys. And you know, sometimes when I do these, I'm always like, am I just gonna ramble and nobody's gonna care about what I'm what I'm gonna say? Or is it gonna actually be valuable? And every single time you guys send me messages about how it's valuable, but I do go into these going like, oh my gosh, you know, I I don't know. And I don't like do a lot of pre like scripting or planning for my podcast. It's me. It's it's very much me. And I like I said, I'm the same person in person on my podcast everywhere. So, anyways. There's a couple of reasons why I was knocked on my butt and had to rebuild my company in the last quarter, basically. One of the biggest things and one of the biggest lessons, and I think it took until the last three weeks for me to really learn this, is I broke my own rule. I broke my own advice that I say on here all the time on the podcast, and I didn't even realize I was doing this because I realized that I didn't consciously do this, but I thought to myself and I said to myself, I was the exception to this rule. And I convinced myself that I could be this exception and I I could still do it. And what that rule I broke was, was I lost focus. I tried to do too many things. And you guys have to know something about me. I have a level of grit and tenacity that you won't find in a lot of people. And so I think that growing up and, you know, kind of how I'm programmed is when people would say something like, oh, that's not possible or like you can't do that or, you know, that's going to be too much. Or, You're going to be stressed or that's not a good idea. I would I learn to ignore it. I basically program myself to be like, well, they just don't understand, <laughs> you know, like they just don't get me. Right. And so when I have had mentors or coaches or people tell me like, oh, that's not a good idea or like, you know, give me advice. I learned in the last few months that I shut down. Like I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm listening, uh uh-huh, whatever. But I convinced myself I can still do it. I'm the exception. I can do more than most people. I can, you know, handle more. I can take on more and I'll still be fine. I tried to do too much in my business, meaning I had too many offers. I had too many things I was trying to do. I was spread out too thin The other like really hard lesson I've had to learn and this started um, when I did MDMA and I shared this and honestly, I will tell you a lot of this started from then. I've gone through massive like transformation since then that I think that kicked it off but I realized I'm addicted to chaos. If there is not a crisis or something happening that is chaos in my life, I go create it. And I think I started to create that in the form of let's create this new offer or let's launch this new funnel or let's do this over here or let me start this new business, Um, which I still do have my other business. So that is not over, but I started to create this chaos and all of a sudden then I had all this chaos around me and this stress and I was like so overloaded and I realized and you know, maybe you guys will resonate with this. Maybe you guys will think I'm crazy, but what I realized was I get value out of being needed and having so much on my plate that I feel 
it is almost impossible to get through and then I yet still get through. And I get some sort of like satisfaction out of waking up and being like, it's basically impossible to have to do what you have to do today. And then at the end of the day going, I did it. I freaking did it. Like I had, you know, this many calls and I was able to do this or whatever it is. So to record 60 videos in a day or I was able to do this. I like to do the impossible and I, it's a game to me and I get, you know, value I value, I feel valued when I have a lot to do, when I have so much on my plate that all I can think about is just the chaos, right? And that's a trauma response. And I realized, here's the thing though, when you're a leader and when you're, when you're growing a company, what happens is you act that way and then you create all of the people below you who now act that way and who are constantly in chaos or creating crisis or in a crisis and you might be enjoying it because that's your trauma response and you know you can deal with that but they're not right and it's not good for the business and so that is something I've had to sit with a lot and the only person who could actually realize I was doing this was me because I've been told this for years Like I have coaches, I've had mentors, I've had friends tell me like, Emily, you know, you got to, it's not even just like relax. Like you've got to go into a more being mode than doing. And I never got it until like just one day it clicked for me. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I spend all this time creating chaos. And if there's not chaos or a crisis, I go make one. Like it's crazy. And I'm not fully like, okay, I never will do that again. I'm still going to do that. It's going to be a constant thing I have to try to stay conscious of and work on. So anyways, in my business, I realized, oh my gosh, I broke my rule. I have like four offers and I have all these different funnels and I'm constantly trying to do all these things. And because we have all these offers, we're trying to sell all these offers. And so why don't? We just scale back and ha- go back to one offer, <laughs> one solid offer. And I don't know if I'll stay with just one single, but essentially what I am doing is going back to when I started my business and I am just an agency and I am doing done for you marketing services because that is what we do best and doing done for you strategy, done for you ads, done for you funnel work done for you creative ideas, done for you copywriting, all the things. I have insanely good process and good delivery and assets around that. And so we decided about two weeks ago um, to shut down our done with you offer market like a pro. And here's the thing that killed me to get to this decision. It's a good offer. Like the Market Like a Pro content, the structure of Market Like a Pro, the auditing of all your marketing, all of that support, it's a good offer and it helps people. But we were trying to do too much. And what was happening is on both ends, it's like when you try to do too much, you end up doing those things 80% instead of just doing one thing and focusing on one thing 100%. So where both areas of the business are really good offers there started to be delivery gaps. And I do not do that. Like my expectations for delivery with my company are so insanely high 
And I put more effort in delivery than I do my marketing. And that didn't change. But what happened was as I grew my company, I wasn't the one delivering anymore. So I thought it was going one way. And then basically over the last three months, I found out it wasn't. In not all cases, but some cases. And I was horrified. I'm like, this is not me. This is not my brand. This is not my values. This is not being represented. Like, we're better than this. And the hardest part about it is at the end of the day, when you build a company and you build a team and people go out and, and you know, make mistakes or, or do something that you would never do, but it's in your name, you have to take responsibility and you have to look in the mirror and go, what did I do to cause this? What did I, what did I allow? What did I set in the values? Where did I not show up as a leader? What decisions did I make, right, to get here? And so I had to really think about that. And, and it's easier to go like, oh, well, that team member, you know, like that person is so dumb or whatever. Um, and it's a lot harder to, to figure out how you can take responsibility, which is your job as a leader. So over the last 90 days, I, I've, I've realized and part of this came from when we launched our elite agency offer, which is our done-for-you mid-tier offer, which is $2,500 a month um, and, and is basically all the done-for-you without the funnel work, which is our higher-level offer. Those will now be the only two offers that I have, and they're basically two different levels of the same offer. When I launched that, um, we didn't have the team that I wanted to be able to do it, so I was like, I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm going to get back in the weeds. I want to get back in strategy. I want to do this, and that is what kind of kicked off this experience where I realized like, whoa, how I would do this is not how it's happening. Like way too much has changed. And then I started to realize, okay, now we have both of these offers. There's this happening over here that I didn't know about. There's this happening. We're doing it this way when I thought we were doing it this way. And ultimately like our delivery was not where I wanted it to be. It, and it was not what I was proud of. It was not me. Um, and, and again, this wasn't every experience, but there were things that I, you know, I, I've reached out to probably 20 people or more. Um, and I've said, I am so sorry. I didn't know this was happening, but it's nobody's fault but mine. And this is not okay. And this is how we're going to fix it. And so that's the other thing is like in business, you're going to make mistakes. You, you're going to have you know, potentially a quality gap, right, in your product or your service and how you handle it is is extremely important. And so that's, you know, it's it's really like when you care about your delivery like I do, it's one of the worst things to have that happen and to go to bed at night knowing that somebody had a bad experience, right, with, with your company or, or it wasn't how you wanted it to be or how you even thought it was happening. And at the end of the day, how it's also your responsibility. Um, and so, you know, I've really like gone deep and I've probably spent, especially in the last 30, 40 days, um, 
since before we launched launched Cash of Palooza, which was our last, you know, new offer that we launched, um, which went really well. <laughs> I delivered that, so it went really well. And I spread myself too thin, but I, I, you know, was able to do it all and and deliver that and while delivering Elite. Um, but I re-onboarded. We've signed, we've brought on 17 Elite clients. I've done every single strategy call. I've done every presentation. I've retrained the account manager and the ads manager how I want it how I want it on the ads trackers and I don't say that in the terms of like well my way is the best it's not about the tactical how it's done it's the values and the outcomes uh, and accomplishing those and setting the standard and the expectations and that's what was missing is I was two you know levels basically removed from our delivery and my company wasn't ready for that that's the bottom line. I didn't have the leadership and the values and the expectations in place and set, you know, from the top to allow me to be that disconnected. But yet I did become that disconnected because everybody in this industry also sells you on this idea that you need to let your business run without you. And it's not, you know, valuable or worth anything or you're not doing a good job unless that's happening. And the reality is you have to earn that. And I didn't earn it. I moved on to the next thing too early and I had to go back and I had to rebuild and I'm still rebuilding, but I feel really good about Elite and I've, like I said, onboarded every client and I'm heavily, heavily involved in the delivery right now and I'm happy to be because at least I know it's meeting all my expectations and the next step is to remove me again from the delivery, but in a way that now has KPIs, better tracking, better accountability, better reporting, better check-ins, all of those things. And and what's going to allow me to do that right is only having this one offer, the agency done for you. I was actually literally about to launch Cashapalooza again, which again, it went really well. And that's the thing with these offers is like they're not going badly. They're going 80%, right? I want them to be better. And I convince myself the delusion of I was the exception and I could do all this. And I don't know if you guys resonate with that or not because I've been told I'm crazy most of my life in the in the amount that I do get done in a day or a week. Um, but I convinced myself, you know, no problem. I could do all that. And the reality is, no, I can't. And no, my team can't to the level that I expect, right? So I was about to launch it again and I said, nope, we're actually not. I have all the content recorded. I could launch it again. I could put process in place to have, you know, coaches step in and help me deliver it. And I said, no, I want to put all my energy, all my resources into making the done for you agency 10 out of 10, the best offer out there, the best agency out there, the best value for what you're paying and rebuild it how I did when I started my business, which is, it's so ironic. You guys, it is so ironic because when I started my business, I had 60 clients, not when I started, but I built it up to that. I had 60 clients, all paying about $2,000 a month, and I had 95% retention. I was involved in all the, the you know, client accounts, but I didn't hate it, you know. I, it was just like the next step to building was to remove me, and I had all those clients, and it was just rapidly growing, and the delivery was amazing you know, it was fast paced. I mean, there was definitely issues. There's always issues, right? And wait and opportunities to grow. But what happened is I let other people change my business. I let other people tell me I need to raise my prices. I need to double my prices. And and we still have our higher level offer, but honestly, we offer more 
than we ever have before at the price that we're charging. But I let other people tell me I need to do that. Tell me I need to launch the Done With You program. Tell me I need to do this. And, you know, one of the things that's happened to me over the last three months is I've really been like, what's the truth? Like, I have conflicting, you know, advice and and coming at me and I'm and I've had to realize like only I know the answer it's my business I know it deeper and better than anybody else ever could and I need to listen to myself and stop letting other people make those decisions which I think is a big issue for us so one of the biggest lessons I've learned and this is a mistake that has cost me millions of dollars millions Because I would not be at the level I'm at right now if I would have just focused on that. And what's so ironic, what I was saying, you guys, is what if I just didn't go down this path of launching these different things and going these different directions and I still just had that offer and I'd been making that the best ever all this time? Where would I be right now? And I think at one moment it hit me in a strategy call that I was doing. It's really been helpful being back in strategy calls because... I was doing this strategy call with someone and she was telling me like she has all these offers and she has all these ideas and she's so excited about it. And I said to her, I was like, what if you just didn't have, you didn't do any of those offers and we put all of your resources and my team's resources and your ad dollars into this one offer that you've already proven converts it like, it was crazy. It was like 3% to a $2,000 offer. It was really good. I was like, what if we just put all the resources into that? It might be boring, but I think it's going to make you a lot of money. And then afterwards, I was thinking, you know, reflecting on the call and working on my presentation for her. And I was like, holy crap, (laughs) why don't I do that? (laughs) Like, why am I not listening to my own advice? And how many times have I come on to this podcast and told you guys one offer, one funnel, you know, until you until you're even at a million dollars, but even beyond that. And I think, you know. I'm I'm around still three million like I have been fluctuating around this number. Oh, my God, like I'm going to say it since I launched my done with you program. Ah, (laughs) Since I launched my done with you program, my business revenue has gone up, down, up, down the same. I think there's a correlation to that. So learn from my mistake that I'm grateful for because I wouldn't, literally nobody could have convinced me to not launch that offer. I wouldn't have listened. So it doesn't matter what anyone said. It doesn't matter what anyone told me, predicted, gave me advice, whatever. I was going to do it. And I needed to go on this journey to learn that it wasn't the right fit. And, you know, I know that we've had probably like 500 people go through Market Like a Pro and before that it was Ignite. It's an amazing offer. I don't even know what I'm going to do with the content. It's really good content that who knows, maybe I'll give it away or something. But it's a really good offer and and sometimes you have to realize the the really good ideas don't need to be executed always because taking the visionary ideas and the things that you know that energy that you have to create new and to create that chaos and that excitement if you just put it into what's already working and you make that even better that's how you grow a company and i started realizing like oh my gosh i'm not listening to my own advice And again, I needed to go on this journey and I've been on this journey and I have been just, you know, knocked down over the last three months with so many things, like not even just related to this. I shared it on the podcast a while back. I mean, it's been like a lawsuit, you know, a team member issues, taking clients, just lots of stuff that happened that it's like, 
you know, the goal became just don't quit. Like you'll only lose if you quit. And I got through that. I really, I did. And, and that's been, you know, the last month. And then I think I had to get through that to have the clarity that I have now um, to really simplify things. And my motto for the business is simple. It's simplify everything. Do more with less. Simplify 10 out of 10 delivery focus. So that was my one mistake. I tried to do too much. With that mistake, here's another that I learned, and this is going to resonate with you guys um, who are growing a team, because this, man, I have learned this. <laughs> oh, man, the hard way. Um, I delegated hiring, and so I was basically letting um, managers on my team make hiring decisions. And, you know, basically they, we have a process where you do a first interview, you take a test and then you do a final interview. And I thought, you know, my business was ready and I'm too cool. Not really. I mean, maybe my ego thought that, but to be on these final interviews, my leadership team can do it. They can make the decisions. And we made a lot of not great hiring decisions because I, you know, not because, oh, I wasn't on the final interview, but because I had people who not to their fault didn't have the resources and the training to be able to make those decisions. And I really think as the CEO of your company, you don't want to be removed from hiring for a very long time. I mean, the bringing on a wrong fit person costs you. I just saw a stat. It costs you like one and a half times their annual salary, one and a half to two times. And so why not, you know, get on that final interview? I'm talking to myself, get on that final interview and support in making that decision. And so I made a couple of bad hiring decisions and one in particular, I, I hired, you know, made a mistake in hiring and hired someone who without, you know, I don't know if it, it was their intention or not, but without me realizing changed every process that we had, like changed the way we're doing daily reporting, changed the way we're doing weekly reporting, changed the way that we send these monthly reports, changed the way we structure this. And I didn't know it was happening, which that's my fault. Um, I didn't have the KPIs and the reporting and the dashboards in place that I needed to, to be able to keep track of this. And because I was so busy and I was overloading myself with new things, I was just assuming that those things were fine until I got back into the weeds. And I was like, what? We stopped doing it this way. Why? And why aren't we doing it this way? And it was one person in particular who, um, you know, just took over. And I think that they actually did it with good intentions, but the problem was their values were not in alignment with mine and not in alignment with mine around marketing and around how to run a business and how to support clients and um, strategies. And so it, it really messed up a lot of things. And I did a podcast a while back about how there's a delayed response in business and that is very true. So basically like right now I finally feel able to share this podcast because we've not fully fixed everything and nothing will ever be fully fixed but we've really gotten to the other side of this time period because everything kind of lasts for a quarter like as what I found a season. And so now it's been about 90 days since discovering this, since rebuilding everything, since dealing with this, since having to, you know, have hard conversations, since having to apologize, take ownership, these, whatever. 
And so now I feel like we're kind of uh, bearing the fruits of the work we've been doing the past 90 days, like working our butt off. Me and my director, shout you out, who I know is going to listen to this podcast, like she has got the grit that I have and we've just pushed through, right? A lot of changes. But the previous 90 days, we were paying for like the previous 90 days when that person um, took over and changed a lot of things and had, you know, client strategies and, and, and those things that just were not in alignment. And again, I just didn't know that it was happening. And that's not an excuse to be like, well, I didn't know it was happening. So it's not my fault. It's my fault that I didn't know it was happening. Um, but that is something that can happen when you, when you hire a team. And so my lesson in it is I'm now on every final interview, Um, not from the perspective that I want to do it from a controlling perspective and run them, but that I'm empowering and teaching my leadership team how to run them. And so we'll do a final interview. And and it clicked for me like a couple weeks back, I did a final interview. And instead of me sharing my thoughts, I asked my team, like, what do you guys think? You know, tell me what you think. What are their strengths? What are weaknesses? And they would have hired that person. And I was like, here are my thoughts. And I was definitely not going to hire them Um, for reasons specifically around values, things like when you interview, you have to pick up on the things that are not being said in the interview. And that takes practice, takes a lot of practice to get there. And so I think it's an amazing learning opportunity for me to work and build my leadership team. And so I'm involved in all the hiring. Um, I also have created much more QA process reporting, um, a lot of like outcome-based communication and making sure the team is clear on you know, not like here are all the steps that you need to do to do this, but here's the outcome we're trying to achieve and here's the why and are you on the same page with achieving that outcome? So yeah, I've spent the last 90 days rebuilding process, rebuilding our delivery, being personally involved in our delivery. Like I said, I've I've done the strategy. I've done 17 strategy calls and presentations in the last like 45 days, we've launched every one of those clients on time. Um, they're getting amazing results. They're seeing amazing progress. Like the feedback that we've gotten from Elite is like how it was when I first started my business where, you know, I didn't even need to market because the referrals were so heavy. So um, all that to say, that's what I'm doing. And I had to make the extremely difficult decision to shut down our market like a pro offer, not because it was a bad offer, not because people weren't getting results in it, not because it wasn't making a huge difference. I mean, we let those people know last week and there's a lot of people who are so upset. They're like, this is the best, you know, Facebook group support. Or this is the best support program for marketing there is out there. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I also, I kind of felt like, you know, to serve businesses the best, I truly do believe to get the results you want with your marketing, you need to out source it and you know especially components of it it's really hard as a ceo to run your ads to make your strategy to build your funnels to write your copy even with all the support in the world and all the audits in the world it's hard and so i just knew i could serve business owners better by doing it for them in elite you know when they get to that point which i made it super affordable for what you get um, it's pretty incredible all that you do get. You get audits on all of your funnel and, and the done for you. Um, and that I had to let go the done with you. And like I said, I, I really think you guys just watch. You watch. This is my turning point to 10 million because I had to go through this journey and learn this hard lesson. So learn from me. Do not lose focus. Do not think you're an exception. 
to what everybody says you need to be doing and wise business people who tell you stay focused and you know don't try and do too much don't create that chaos and crisis like a lot of us entrepreneurs do sit with that learn how to be learn how to to be in that mindset and to not just derive your value from doing and being in the middle of stress and chaos that you enjoy because if we didn't how would we be entrepreneurs how could we handle the pressure we have to handle it's like what got us here will kill us getting to the next level right that saying so true and then when you build your business don't make decisions that your business is not ready for and for me, that was, that was I didn't have the leadership team level. I still don't. I'm still building it. I'm still working on it. That's why I'm very heavily involved in the delivery still. And not from a standpoint of doing, from a standpoint of setting expectations, of seeing work, of seeing an outcome, of seeing what we're doing and giving feedback on it and saying, here's how I would do it because of this, because this is the outcome we're trying to achieve. This is the result we're trying to achieve. And so don't don't make decisions where you become so disconnected because it's so, you know, cool or being promoted as like the thing to do is like don't work in your business and let it run without you. I can promise you everybody who's doing that, who hasn't been in business for 10 years and has like a leadership team making hundreds of thousands of dollars in directors like corporate, not like corporate, but at that level, they have big delivery gaps trying to do that because I promise you. And so don't do that too soon. Don't let your ego get in the way of what you, you know, should be doing in your business and how you have to buckle down and, and do, you know, the boring work or the hard work sometimes. And maybe you won't make those mistakes that I did, but I'm grateful for them. I am. And it, I've had to, like I said, I've had to have a lot of difficult conversations and get on calls or get in a conversation where I was embarrassed and I was like, this is not, I'm so sorry. This is not what I thought was happening. This is never what I would want to have happen. Um, and I'm going to make it right. And here's what I'm going to have to do. I've provided months of free service. I've had to give a couple of refunds that hurt. You know, they were a large amount. But when I know that we messed up, I make it right. Because one thing that is never wavering is my ethics and my values and my ability to admit when I have messed up and to own it. And I, you know, think it's really unfortunate in this industry that that actually lacks a lot of times. Um, but I will never waver from that, even if it means, you know, crying myself to sleep a few nights of, of being like just so frustrated or wanting to quit, you know. And so if you've gone through anything like this similar, I just want you guys to know you're not alone. I hope this episode was helpful for you. Um, and I'm back, you guys. I am back. I, I feel I feel like a, a different person. It's kind of like weird because I'm back doing a lot of what I did five years ago um, when I started my business and kind of like up until, let's see, we, we launched Market Like a Pro. It's probably been two and a half years since we launched Ignite. And, you know, I've bounced around in this place and there's, you know, things in the industry and economy that are obviously contributing to that. But it feels like I'm back in that place, but a different person, like a completely different, more mature, um, just more, not like wise, because I'm still have a lot to learn, but just more prepared um, and ready for that next level. So I'm grateful for it all. Um it's it's been a it's been a rough three months and I'm I'm ready to have the season of growth and 
a different experience. Um, but I know that there will be another season of hard, just like there was for me last year. Well, that was different reasons, but um, it was hard and I, I'm excited. Um, and, you know, sometimes when you're in those seasons, I'll say it again, like sometimes the goal in that time becomes just don't quit. Like the only way to that you lose no matter what is happening is if you quit. Unless that really is the best thing for you to do. You know, sometimes maybe that is. But I think that having that grit is what has saved me many times and um, kind of pushing through. But then also realizing like how do I not get here again and and create that chaos again. So if you enjoyed this, I would love if you send me a message on Instagram. You guys don't know how much those messages mean. And I haven't asked for this in a while, but if you do love this podcast, I'd love for you to go leave me a review um, on iTunes or wherever you tune into the podcast. I haven't asked for that in a while. Um, and those really help, you know, podcast feeds and the algorithms and all the things. All right, guys, I'll talk to you on Thursday. Thanks for listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. If you love this episode and want deeper support with your marketing, head over to helpmystrategy.com to see how Hirsch Marketing can help take your marketing to the next level no matter where you're at today. We help our clients scale faster than ever, find hidden leaks in their funnel, experiment with new creative marketing strategies, and help their business explode and be more profitable than they ever dreamed possible. Head over to helpmystrategy.com and see if you qualify for a free strategy audit with Team Hirsch.